voice is not kind and loving, don't listen to it. My conversation with Lynn Harley, coming up. This episode brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Langling, and I am so happy that you are joining myself and my special guest today, Lynn Harley. She is a new author with a brand new book out, folks, and we're going to talk about her journey and her book. But Lynn Harley's life work, spanning 40 years as a social worker and a transformational life coach, has been to empower individuals to believe in themselves and to give credence to the still small voice of truth that is within all of us. Her recently published children's book called What If You Could has a universal message and the voice leads to transformation. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me today on Let Fear Bounce. Oh, thank you, Kim. It's my pleasure to be here. I love, I love, since I've not ever written a children's book, I love being able to meet those who have written children's books and how your, how your journey to get to that point where you said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I think I want to write a book for children. So if you could, let's just start from like the beginning of your journey, which I know you've got all kinds of stuff that, that brought you to this point, but share a little bit of your journey with myself and the listeners. Well, the journey, I guess, in terms of writing the book, it was never, I think, on my bucket list of things to do in my life, but it's a children's um, version of the programs that I coach. So I have different programs that I coach, and one is called the Dream Builder, and it's about really supporting people to lean into what they would love, a vision for their lives. And of course, as I coach them through, you know, there's different lengths of the program, three months, six months, nine months, a year. It's about really... um, actually having to befriend fear moving forward and knowing that if you're going to go bigger and you're going to leave your comfort zone, there's going to be fear. And so how do we learn to override it? And, you know, in terms of befriending fear, it means just accepting this as normal. And it also started out as um, I lost my brother to um, probably suicide five years ago. He struggled his life with mental health. He was a you know, lovely, intelligent, sensitive, kind, caring, uh, articulate young man, you know, and as, and as he got older, he really did have his, his struggles with mental health. And so when I was writing this book, I was thinking about when we live with mental health and wellness, we're more able to give credence to the voice that says, what if you could, versus the voice that goes, well, who do you think you are? How are you ever going to do that? You know, this feels too scary and uncomfortable. And often what happens is we just collapse back to what we know and we settle for lives that are not usually very gratifying and fulfilling. You used the word settle. Mm -hmm. I have talked to so many folks and, you know, and this includes myself where at least for me, I'll put it, let me, yeah, let me rephrase that for myself. I reached a certain age and realized that I had been settling for years and years. Mm-hmm. And the world helped me make my decision literally when COVID hit. And that fear bouncing around in the air, I, I decided, you know, this is not going to land on me. And I took a hard look at my life and what I want to do, what I love to do and what I'm good at and made a conscious decision and I, it, my life completely changed because I decided to do what I love and what I have a passion for. And it was risky. And there was probably a little bit of fear in there, 
But I said, you know what, Kim, do not listen to the devil sitting on the one shoulder. Listen to the angel, angel sitting on the other shoulder saying, yes, you can, because you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the book is about. It's about, first of all, about a caterpillar who can think. Well, we know that caterpillars can't think. And we know that nature just left to its own devices, just evolves and becomes. And I mean, a caterpillar. And when you think about it, that's almost audacious that a caterpillar is going to become a butterfly. It's a totally, it's a transformation. And this is really the metaphor for our lives. We have that becoming within us. And when we really lean into what we would love, we're going to hear from the voice that goes, you know, first of all, there's this joy, there's this excitement. I love that. And moving forward is not without fear. Everybody experiences. So, I mean, I really, you know, like to even reframe it by saying that if you're growing, fear will be present. And so we need to learn how to just walk with it, put it in the back seat and not let it drive the vehicle. That's one of my Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like how you, you had mentioned earlier, two words that you used was you have to befriend fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you envision befriending fear? I know you just briefly touched on it by saying, you know, put it in the back seat and not let it be the driver, but befriending fear. I've never, I've not heard that put together like that before. Well, I think again, just the reframe. I mean, if you're sitting in your house watching Netflix all your life, you may never feel fear, but when you start to, and I'm sure you had that experience, as you said, you know, I really had to look at how I was settling and deciding what I wanted to go for. So you decide for that vision of what you would love. And I mean, I just had an experience where, I don't know if you got to that in my my website, but part of how I, um, and this all came together, I, I cycled 1,780 kilometers this summer from Saskatchewan in Canada to Ottawa. So I actually ended on Parliament Hill, which was very exciting, a tour, uh, and I was raising awareness and money for an organization called Jack.org, which supports youth with mental health. So this vision just kind of morphed as a result of the book. And the book, a portion of each book I sell is being donated in supporting youth mental health. But I also was inviting donations to this organization. It's a charitable organization. So when I started this, it's like, well, how am I ever going to do this? I've never ridden this far before. I've never ridden two days in a row. I've never ridden with a, with a loaded bike. But it was just really, uh, and, I, and we all have this ability, this, you know, we talk about metacognition, the ability to take a step back and listen to that voice that's running in the background and know that we are not that voice. We have the ability to discern what am I going to listen to. And then there is the voice that comes with the excitement and the joy of, I would love that. I would love that. So I think it's just befriending is first of all, just knowing it's going to show up and then even befriending it and saying it's showing up because I'm growing. And that's a powerful way to look at it as opposed to, oh, this is too scary. I can't do this, but it's a growth. And then of course, one of the reasons I think, I mean, I love coaching and, and, people it's been proven who are in coaching support systems do well because they've got that ongoing support when we're on our own it's very easy to collapse back there's nobody to be accountable there's nobody to encourage us when we have those moments when we think we want to give up so it's just really understanding that it's going to be a player and again when i think about mental health and how many people allow that rumination that negative you know loop that goes over and over and over and over if they could even just know that that's part of being human that's part of our human experience but there's so much more to us so there's a butterfly within each one of us 
and we can, you know, decide which voice we're going to let us move forward with. And I always love the butterfly analogy, you know, from caterpillar to butterfly, because that transformation, if you actually have ever watched it, you know, and I'm sure you probably have, but many out there listeners, maybe you haven't Google it or YouTube it or something. It is an absolutely amazing transformation. And to me, it brings awe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a sense of awe watching nature do its thing like that. And it's just incredibly beautiful. And to look at you as a human with all of our faults and yes, our ugliness at times, but then you can also transform yourself because everybody has that power within them and having a life coach or a therapist or something like that, that helps you along that path. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. No. You know, it's good to have a support system. And I was so glad that you, you promote that, especially with the children's book and mental health, because I believe it starts there with, with the kiddos. You know, I was just talking to a friend last night and she's going through a rough time personally right now. And she, she's struggling. And she was talking about things that had happened when she was really young at five years of age and how all of a sudden now at this time in her life, they're all coming forward. And I asked her, what would you say now to that five-year-old? What would you say to her? And she said, you know, that's an absolutely wonderful question. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to really think about it because I think maybe I do need to have a talk with her. Mm -hmm. And I said, do it. You know, I go, I I did that little practice myself, but that's all part of this transformation thing. And, and, you know, seeing, seeing all of yourself and learning not to put yourself down for the parts of you that you don't think are very pretty, but starting at the children's level, like you're doing with this book and, you know, supporting this organization, jackdoc.org, I think is just, it's an amazing thing that you're doing. Um, share more about the book, how you, how you became, how you decided, you know, I'm going to write this book. Well, I think, you know, um, when my brother passed, of course, that was five years ago and it was a time of real extreme loss for me. My mom had died just before that. So I really did go into the depths of grief. And I think that we need to grieve our losses. We need to grieve them well. And then there's a time, and I'm not saying grief ever leaves. I was listening to a really good podcast yesterday and it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's the word that's not coming up for me. Grief is, it's not just, okay, this is it. You go through it. You know, there'll be an anniversary, there'll be a birthday, there'll be a memory. And so sometimes it comes back, but getting to the point where, you know, I'm ready to move forward. So how, what am I going to do with this? And as I, um, you know, was coaching again, I just really was thinking about my brother and thinking about, you know, what if he had, you know, the opportunity to really give credence to that other voice? What if he had that support? And I'm not saying there's easy, quick answers in mental health. There's, you know, a whole, you know, there's a whole gamut to different illnesses. But I just think that, um, when I was writing, when I was thinking about it, and like I said, it's very much in alignment with one of the programs that I coach, I was already thinking of putting this book and dedicating it in memory of him, which I did in memory and celebration of his, his life, because I don't think his life was for nothing. And so just like Jack.org, Jack.org was started by the parents of Jack, and he committed suicide in his first year of university. And they said, we had no idea he struggled. And so there's this hidden aspect of mental health of people who show up looking like they've got it all together and they're falling apart inside. And so I just think that, you know, it was a tragedy that he ended his life that way, 
but there was something good that came out of it. They've created this incredible organization. They're trying to revolutionize the way we talk and think about mental health and in support of people being able to say, hey, I'm struggling and I need help. And so I started Googling organizations that I might want to donate to. Again, this, I feel like this project was for my brother and celebrating his life. And I just fell in love with what they're doing. I think, first of all, they're working with youth and mental illness shows up 75% of the time in youth. Sadly, right now, 25% of youth deaths are attributed to suicide. And so there's a voice that's running the show. You know, and I heard somebody say not too long ago that suicide is a permanent solution to what is often a temporary situation. And again, when you get really good at starting to watch what your mind does, I mean, there's lots of fluctuations, as I'm sure you can attest to, you know, the days where we feel like we're on top of the world and then the days where we kind of go down into the valley. But it's understanding, and I think it's Pema Chodron who says, we are the sky, everything else is the weather. And so this, this is just the nature of our thinking. You know, there's so many great spiritual leaders there who talk about, you know, this, we, this is a thinking machine up there and it's just doing its job. So we can listen to the voice that shuts us down or feels afraid or discourages us, or we can listen to the voice, and this is the title of the book that goes, but what if you could? What if you could? And this is a big part of this book is believe and a way will be made. And sometimes we need support with that believing. You know, there's times when we feel wobbly in our vision and our dream. And knowing, again, this is part of the befriending, that this is all part of the process. And there's a period of that butterflies becoming where it's broken down to goo. So the butterfly loses everything that the caterpillar loses everything that that was the caterpillar when it's in that chrysalis or in that cocoon phase. And it is basically a goo before it has, you know, and there's a sort of the imaginal cells, they call them. It's like the template for that butterfly is inside that goo. And so as the caterpillar in the story is, you know, in the cocoon, he's continually thinking about what he would love, believing, 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 seeing it. And this is all part of really living from a vision-based life as opposed to our conditions that push us. So COVID, yeah, COVID's been hard for a lot of people, but there have been a lot of people who have done extremely well in COVID. You know, there's, we were talking last night at supper about the creativity, some of the things that came out during COVID, and for me, I would have to say, kind of like you, I just didn't watch the news, seldom, unless it was something I thought, you know, directly affected me. But I thought, I'm not even going there. First of all, you know, 95% of the news is negative. And so I just spent that time basically throwing myself into what I loved, you know, learning, growing, writing a book, and that's what came out of it. I, I, and I agree, COVID, and COVID, what, and I'm certainly not downplaying at all because it was absolutely devastating for so many families and several that I know, you know, in my local area, sure. absolutely devastating, but also some amazing stuff came from people that never thought they could, mm -hmm. you know, and I've talked to so many over the last couple of years that literally, I mean, it was just, they're saying, well, when COVID hit, when COVID hit or during COVID, I did this or during COVID, I decided to do this. And so many, and it, it actually gives me hope that more people, you know, instead of letting it bring you down, because I saw that aspect too, yes. uh, the COVID of just bringing people 
into depression and they stayed there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was kind of almost one extreme to the other. And it's like, can we find a happy medium? You know, let's, let's not let fear land on you, you know, and that's, you know, the name of this podcast again, let it bounce easier said than done. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I personally, I live with PTSD. I have my days where, you know, that it's the other voice that's talking to me all day long. Mm -hmm. It's not the happy one saying, go get them, Kim. You know, it's the other one saying, what's the point in leaving your house? Yeah. You know, and we all have those days. Everybody does. You don't have to have PTSD to have those days, but everybody's going to have experience life. Every one of us is going to experience life and it's all of its ups and downs. If you're able to step back and look and say, okay, you know what, even in that storm, There is beauty in the darkness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is beauty in the storm. It's all in how you make your way through it. And you can come out shining, shining if you want to, you know, but if you're struggling with that, please, please get support and help where you can. Mm -hmm. Um, Now in the United States here, there's a national number. It's 988. That's uh, an international number for, uh, not international, national number for the United States. It's the crisis hotline, 988. Please call that if you need to. Write that down out there. Those of you who are listening in the United States, 988. Really simple number. If you need help, please reach out. And I'm sure that there's something similar in Canada that, you know, that you've got numbers like that for folks. I want to get back, and I know I just rambled. So I want to get back on track here. Your book which is geared towards children, but it has a universal message. What have you seen children-wise? Like while you were doing this book, did you have some, I'm assuming you were doing some sort of research. What was something that most impacted you to write a book for children? Well, I don't think I wrote a book for children per se. (laughs) I really do see my book as one of those, Oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Zeus. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. The book I gifted my high school son with, you know, graduating or even Robert Munch, those are written for children. And so even when I was on this journey, I was in a campground in Ontario and I, my book only got published and became for sale in the middle of July. So when I started my tour on the 19th of June, I had no book, but I had a pre-sale link. And I ran into a woman who, when you're on a bike, if you, especially other bikers, this woman was camping, but she had a bike on the back of her car. She was very interested in what I was doing. And so I just, she came into our campsite, sat down, we visited probably for two hours. I pulled out my bike, my book, and she actually read it out loud. It was interesting for me to hear. It. And she cried almost page after page. She was going, wiping her eyes and she goes, my, I've, my kids are in their 20s and they need this message. And actually, again, in the coaching faculty I'm in, many coaches are purchasing this book to give to clients who are adults because I think the message is just so simple and so powerful. And yet the first review I had was from my two great nephews, Arthur's four, Merlin's eight. And my sister-in-law sent me a message and said, we bought them each their own book. We read it to them separately. So not together. And she says, and the, the illustrations are beautiful. And, um, and Arthur said, you know, he loves to draw. She said, Arthur loves to draw. And at the end of the book, he goes, what if I could be an illustrator too? And then they did the same thing with Merlin, who wants to be a doctor. And by the time the story was over, and there's lots of opportunity for parents to 
you know, talk about what do you think? And, and, uh, and the same thing at the end, Merlin goes, you know what, what if I could be a doctor? So, and when I was, when I had written the book, cause it felt like a download, I'm going to say, I don't even want to take the credit for it. It was just there and it was rambling around. And I was thinking, is this just a distraction? I'm building my coaching business. And then I thought, no, I just need to write this. And, and the other thing I love about it is that it's a rhyming book. And I think we've kind of gotten away from that in the later years. So it's just a real wonderful read. It all rhymes. And, um, and I just, yeah, I just think it's got a powerful message for every age. So I would say it's something I would actually going forward, this is part of my vision now, is to give retreats based and called what if you could retreats. And so there's, there's one part of it is the, the creating the vision, you know, and our imaginations, again, we, we forget that we have these spiritual gifts of our imagination, our perception, you know, our ability to use our mind. And we get caught up in really, um, really kind of being tied to our physical senses. Well, this is what I can see. This is what my bank account tells me. You know, this is, this is how it is. This is what I can taste, touch, see, feel. And that serves us to navigate our world as humans. But my personal belief is that we are so much more. Again, when you think about the butterfly, you know, I do believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we have, again, the free will to tap into that or not. I don't know if that supports your question, but. I, I like, I love how you, how you worded that. We are so much more than what people see or look at or what you see when you look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. And we do lose sight of that as yeah. humans because the day-to-day rigmarole, you know, settles on your shoulders and, it's- and can I just add one other thing? Sure. The power of the paradigm, those unconscious beliefs that are often running the show. And these are instilled at a very young age by well-meaning teachers, well-meaning parents. And, you know, we, and sometimes we don't even know why we self-sabotage, but the part of even the coaching that I do is really supporting people to become aware. And once the awareness is there, you know, it's pretty, once you know something, you know it. And, and that's when you can call it out. But uh, yeah, you're right. The day to day we get caught. And even in the book, it starts this, this caterpillar is munching. He's on a branch. It's like nose to the grindstone. This is all he's seeing. And to me, that really is representative of our, of our conditioned based thinking. These are the conditions and I have to run with them and figure out how I'm going to navigate this. And when he finally, and it follows the cycle of the caterpillar, you know, once they've eaten for three weeks or whatever, and they're incredibly full, they actually do start to hang upside down. And they, you know, and this is when they start to spin this cocoon. And it's not until he's hanging upside down that he's finally looking around. It's like he's looking outside and he's seeing, oh, look at those little squirrels playing hide and seek. So it's written for, again, children metaphors, but it's like he's finally opening to, oh my gosh, there's so much more than what I'm seeing when I'm focused on my conditions. And again, that's the invitation to start living from what you would love. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. It's always, everyone is capable of viewing the world from a different angle. Mm Mm-hmm. We just forget that we're so used to getting up in the morning. And if you still work out of the home, you know, you slap a mask on your face as you walk out your back door. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody's really consciously aware of that. 
until maybe when their life falls apart. Yeah. And I'd like to speak to that a bit because, you know, um, first of all, we're having a human experience. And I've heard it said, don't wish away another's pain because that's their opportunity for transformation. And there is growth in all of that. If you're open to it, if you're let yourself be open to it, you can, you can find out so much about yourself when you're in the midst of a storm or facing down fear. Exactly. You can find out so much and it's not, it's not negative. You can find amazing strength and perseverance and you can be your own encourager at certain times when you need to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know writing for me is very cathartic when I write. And I like how you had mentioned earlier, you just had this, you had a download, you know, the story came to you and that's how my stories come. They just kind of all just, it's like, boom, right there. I'm going, Oh, I think I need to get that down. And many times there's a little moral to the story in there that I wasn't even aware that I was carrying around with me. Yeah. You know, until you get it down on, on the computer screen or down on paper, however it is that you're doing it. And it, it's often, it often gives me another glimpse, not only into the world that I'm in my little realm, but it gives me a glimpse into myself and I'll be like, huh, where'd that come from? Let me look at that a little bit closer. If we could all do that a little bit more, but start, I know how you said earlier as well, that we are brought up and taught inadvertently by those adults around us at a young age of how we should be thinking, how we should be viewing the world, things like that. And it's not, you know, none of it's negative or done on purpose. It's just the way your parents were raised or their parents raised, you know, were raised by their parents. And it's just this cycle, but at some point, and I'm, I'm glad now that it's at least more out in the open, you have to be able to comfortably acknowledge. And I'll just say me, I have an issue. Mm-hmm. I've got something I'm dealing with. I, I'm having a hard time dealing with it on my own. I need help. Mm-hmm. And to not look at that as a stigma or that you're not enough or what's wrong with you or there's you're flawed in some way. Mm-hmm. And another quick coaching tool is adding this up until now I've had this issue and realizing we're so much more than that issue. And then, and then just exactly what you said, and I need support because I don't want this issue to be running the show anymore. You know, and that's, I think how we move forward is having those aha moments. That's usually what we talk about, right? Yeah. Wow. I see this now and I never saw it before. Yes. Yeah. I call them light bulb moments. I'm like, well, the light bulb just went on. (laughs) Yeah. Shines, I shine some light on that one. Now it's time to get it out of here. Yeah. (laughs) So I know that your background prior to your writing the book and doing your, your cycling tour, which is awesome, by the way, um, prior to that, you've got, you've got quite a backstory personally, um, by dealing with your own uh, medical issues and things like that. Is that something you'd like to share a little bit about? Well, I think my first defining moment came when I was diagnosed with cancer in my early 40s. And I mean, nobody wants a, wants again, you know, that kind of a diagnosis, but I would have to say that that's what made me really lean into the idea that, you know what, this life is finite. And how am I going to be with this moving forward? And I don't want to just be a survivor. I don't even like the word. And if any, I hope no one takes offense. I do not like the word cancer survivor. It's just, just like, okay, I got through that one. I want to be a thriver going forward. 
And I just had a cup, you know, I had an incident actually where I fell in a bathtub after this diagnosis. And I was so afraid of the cancer coming back that that's, I was living like, oh my God, what if it comes back? <laughs> so I was laying in the bathtub. I was thinking, you know what? This was a good light bulb moment because this, this fall could have killed me. I don't know how I'm going to go out. And so knowing, you know, that this life is finite and I don't know when my number is going to be called or however you want to say it. I just want to just want to live my life to the fullest. So that was that was God, goodness, I'm happy to say 25 years ago. And and I think that that's what really threw me into my own personal growth journey and really learning and studying these and I'm going to call them principles for transformation. This is not, you know, some people are lucky and some people aren't. It's that there is a system and it's proven and it's a reliable and when we really understand it and really tap into this spiritual side of us. We live in an energetic universe. There's something that causes that caterpillar to become a butterfly. There's something that breathes us. I mean, I can't breathe myself. And there's something, you know, I've seen so many oak trees in, in uh, Ontario, finding these little acorns, like the potential is in that. Everything is in there to become a, a mighty oak tree. And I think we have to start identifying that that is the true nature of our, ourselves. And we're the ones that stop the process and not on purpose. Again, subconscious belief systems, paradigms, fear. But I also want people to know that it's within each of us to really lean into what we would love. And I just was having a conversation with my young son yesterday who's on fire for what's happening in his life. And I said, you know, there's that song by Bob Marley, when you love, when you love the life you're living, you get these blessings. It's like you're in alignment with this beautiful energy. So, yeah, it's. I like, I like that mental picture you gave me of the acorn. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought that myself. And I look at other tiny little things, you know, or spring coming, you know, say it's, it's early May and I'm starting to plant stuff. And some of the stuff I'll plant by seed. And I'll sit there and say, you know, on my finger. And I'll talk to these little seeds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I do. I talk to everything outside. <laughs> and I'll be like, you little one are going to turn into this amazing flower in a few weeks. And I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> I know. And, it's just, and it's, you know, if people look at things like that, it's, I mean, I'm in awe of how nature can transform itself every single day. And it doesn't it's, think it's about it doesn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just, I mean, it's an amazing thing to watch. And if yeah. you look at yourself that way, wow, what a mindset change you could have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to break it down really simply, I was in a retreat one time and the woman said, and I loved it. If the voice is not kind and loving, don't listen to it. So again, it'll be there. But am I going to listen to it? I'm going to allow it to shut me down. Am I going to allow it to stop me for go, from going after my dreams? And when you really look at people who've met with great success, they've had numerous setbacks, you know, and instead of seeing it as a failure, and I think this is another reframe, they see it as feedback. They see it as a not this way. So now what? And um yeah. I've just been recently thinking about that. And I, I, I've got this other little picture. I'm very visual and I always come up with pictures in my head. I was talking to someone the other day and we're talking about, you know, when those doors close on you, 
and it was kept being talked about these doors closing. And I said, you know, I, I'm not looking at doors as closed. Hmm. A certain door might've closed, but there's another door that might be cracking open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're so focused on that closed door. You're not seeing the light peeking through that crack on that other door. You've got to see that light and walk over to that door and start creaking it open and just peek, put your eye up against that crack and look through and say, wonder what's out there. Mm-hmm. Because there's opportunity out there. There's light out there. There's a place to thrive out there quit focusing on that that door that you feel slammed in your face and maybe it did literally and figuratively maybe it did but there's always another one that might be creaking open just a crack but it's enough for you to look through and be like oh wonder what's over there Mm -hmm. and I think that really is a nice way to introduce the idea of so what's the other end of the spectrum from fear it's faith and trust So we have to learn to trust the process. Again, this caterpillar, when he's in the goo phase, isn't going, okay, I don't think this is going to (laughs) happen. Like you have to just, again, if you're aligned with what you would love and you're open and you're trusting. So again, this bike, this bike tour for me was an incredible uh, journey of really building my faith muscle. And I was wowed. I'm going to say by how the universe pulled things together for me. It was just such a testament of the kindness and goodness of people and the support that I received along the way. A lot of, and I, again, inspired ideas about how to go forward, inspired actions, which, you know, not not coming so much from my own self-will, but okay, what, you know, what can I do to move this forward in a way that's expansive? So I think we just really need to learn how to let go and trust the process trust that there is something in this universe that's taking that seed in the ground and bringing it through the ground and growing it into something beautiful and that energy empowers within each one of us absolutely i agree no matter what people's beliefs are that picture you just painted is the same yes yeah yeah awesome awesome stuff time has flown dear heart my gosh there's so much that we could still talk about (laughs) Yeah, well, I just hope that people, if they're interested in the book or more about me, you know, can certainly visit my website. There's book links all over it. So it's just Lynn, if I'm willing to, good to share it. I was just going to ask you to please share with the folks where they can find all your stuff about you and all the good stuff coming. Okay, so Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, Harley, like the motorcycle, H-A-R-L-E-Y.com. And just a quick, um, another resource. So Jack.org, even though it's a Canadian charity, On their website, and this is for anyone in the world, they have a beautiful um, certification program. It's free, it's self-paced, and it's called Be There. And it's wonderful for people to even tap into their own mental health and where they are on the spectrum. And also if they're supporting someone, maybe youth who have a friend who's sharing that life is not going well, it supports them with the skills to really help their friend get the support they need. So it's not about doing an intervention necessarily, but being able to be in that conversation and know how to respond. Sometimes I think people don't know what to say or they back off. And their goal is to certify 1 million people by 2025. And I love that this is worldwide. Anyone can take that training and it's, there's no cost involved. So what an awesome thing. So that's folks at jack.org. Jack.org. And when you go, they've got a beautiful website with lots of resource videos. And then you'll see that be there. And it's a certification, self-paced, 
you know, you go through it, it asks you questions, multiple choice, and, um, and when you're finished, you get a certification that you finished it. So Lynn, thank you so much for being with me today on Let Fear Bounce. Amazing mm-hmm. things and little tips and tools that you left for our listeners. So listeners, I please hope that you were listening closely and maybe even jotting some of this stuff down. Now, all of the, the links for Lynn's stuff will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to find her website as well as more information on jack.org. Lynn, once again, I can't thank you enough for being on my show. This has just been awesome. I'd love to have you on again sometime in the future and see what else you're, what you're up to and where you're thriving at, you know, and how you're, how you're helping the world be just a little bit better place. Well, thank you. It has been my absolute pleasure and I would love to return at some point in the future. So thanks, Kim. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks again, Lynn. And all of you out there listening to this episode of Let Fear Bounce, thank you for joining myself and Lynn Harley. It's been an absolute pleasure. Everybody out there, I wish you all the best. So be well, stay well, and be blessed. If you would like to be the sponsor of an episode of Let Fear Bounce, please reach out to me through my website at kimlangling.com.